This is Retirement Keys with Anthony Kinjemi from Crescent City Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Anthony provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Keys with your host, Anthony Kinjemi. Hello and welcome to another show, Retirement Keys. My name's Anthony Kinjemi with Crescent City Retirement Group, and we have our fabulous co-host with us, Tony Shore. Tony, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm trying to hang on to the last few days of summer here, headed into fall, and, uh, you know, recovering from all the weather. I mean, you know, the hurricanes and the the storms. Uh, How did you make out in, in all that, Anthony? Well, we did we did good here in the New Orleans area, Jefferson, Orleans Parish. Uh, it could have been real bad for us, but it kept going to the west. And you know, it's always uh, kind of bittersweet because when you have a storm like that in the Gulf, this Hurricane Laura, which ended up being a Category Four, which is a pretty strong, a very strong hurricane. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're hoping it doesn't hit your area, but of course it's going to hit somewhere, you know, so somebody's going to get it. And, uh, of course it was Lake Charles and Cameron and all those, uh, towns that really just suffered the brunt of it. And it was a, just a, a heck of a storm, man. I mean, I tell you, these big storms, it's just incredible. And, uh, then the aftermath is just, uh, uh, it's just so hard to, you know, and, you know, try to you rebuild, you know, you, you, you start the process of rebuilding. And so it's, uh, we, our heart goes out to the folks out there in Cameron and, and Lake Charles and, and the surrounding areas. And, um, and we're, um, you know, we're, we're doing what we can on our end with donations and things. And we just, you know, just, as I say, our heart, hearts and prayers go out to those folks. I know they're going through a, a tough time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's true. We feel for them. And, um, I'm glad to hear you're doing okay though. Anthony, have you been keeping busy? Yeah, we have, we've been very busy, you know, uh, we, we, you know, we're in this, uh, final stretch before this election. So, uh, you know, we've got a big election coming up and, and, um, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we've got a lot, um, you know, a lot, a lot of folks coming in and rebalancing and looking at their investments and looking at the risk of their investments and, and making sure that they've got appropriate balance. So we've been doing a lot of that and a lot of structuring, a lot of income, a lot of tax planning right now. So yeah, we've been very busy, Tony, and uh, things have been going well. And we're, um, you know, we've been working with our clients very closely at these times. And, and I'd encourage our listeners, you know, if you, uh, if you you haven't come in for a review or if you'd like a second opinion by all means uh you know it's a good time to do it you know it absolutely is and and so as far as our show today though tony i think that uh it'll be a good show because social security rules as you know are um are so important income planning is such a foundational piece to any any retirement plan and then of course social security and having the appropriate strategy for social security 
Party is uh, is uh, the foundation for income planning. So it really is a a very uh, a very um, important piece to any overall retirement plan. Right. And I think that's really important. And we're talking about uh, Social Security rules and things we need to understand. And I've always, um, you know, I like it when we spend time talking about Social Security because it's a topic that resonates with so many people out there. And I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb when I say Social Security is absolutely essential for millions of retirees, correct? Absolutely, Tony. I think you're you're absolutely right that Social Security is vital for many Americans. Uh, in fact, uh, a Motley Fool's article, Six Social Security Rules You Should Know by Heart, is the title of the article, uh, notes that Social Security is keeping nearly 15 million retirees out of poverty. Uh, and beyond that, millions more rely on the program to supplement their income and protect their quality of life during retirement. And no matter what role you expect Social Security to play in your retirement financial strategy, it's important to have a good feel for how the program operates and especially know some of the basic rules. Well, Social Security is something I know my wife and I think about more and more uh, the older we get. And I'm always interested when it pops up in the news. Uh, What do you have first for us when it comes to the rules? Well, the first things our audience should remember, Tony, is that many are eligible to claim Social Security when they turn 62. However, that's just the very first age that you're eligible, and it's not considered your full retirement age or what's often simply called FRA. Uh, If you aren't already retired, Social Security assigns you an FRA, and for most people, that age is currently between 66 and 67. So, you know, your full retirement age, it depends on when you were born to get to this FRA or full retirement age, and that is the first step to any Social Security maximization strategy is determining what your full retirement age is, and then if you're married, what your spouse's FRA is as well. Uh, So that's going to be the first step to a Social Security maximization strategy. Yeah, and you have to have a strategy in place, and that's where you come in. And I know you can help our listeners do that. You have that Social Security maximization report. But remind us how our Social Security benefit is calculated. How does that work? Well, that's a great question, Tony. The Social Security Administration uses your average earnings from the 35 years you earned the most money. If you worked less than 35 years, those missing years are calculated at zero. And to our earlier point, if you don't want to work until your full retirement age, you may file for Social Security as early as age 62. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you'd mentioned that. That's interesting. But uh, filing before your full retirement age comes with a trade-off, right? Absolutely. If you file before your full retirement age, your monthly benefit payment is going to be smaller. Uh, Bear with me now because there are some weird fractions coming up. But for the most of us, the first 36 months you claim your benefit before your full retirement age, your benefit is reduced by five ninths of a percentage. 
Okay. And if you file more than six, 36 months before full retirement age, your monthly payment is reduced by an additional five twelfths of 1% for each month over the initial 36 months. When you look at those numbers over the course of years, uh, the percentage can add up in a hurry. So really looking at when you start early. And of course, we're calculating to life expectancy. So, you know, it, it, you, you know, in one hand, somebody who starts earlier might say, well, I'm going to receive more checks. And that's true. Uh, but of course, the checks will be smaller. And so really, the, the, uh, the, the first piece of it is looking at life expectancy to determine, well, okay, if I start early and I live to life expectancy, how much will I collect? If I start later, I'm going to get bigger checks. And then you've got to make these apples to apples comparisons. Right. And that there you go. You have to compare apples to apples. And I'm glad we're learning about this. And I'd certainly say those qualify as, uh, you know, uh, some crazy uh, fractions, but you know, obviously people's full retirement age is around 65, 66, 67, right in there. And you want to make sure that you understand the math and the downside of filing before your full retirement age. So what happens if you work past your full retirement age though, uh, or just don't start drawing your benefit until after that age? Well, a short answer, Tony, is that waiting past your full retirement age to claim Social Security will increase your monthly benefits. Uh, here's an interesting twist. You hit 100% of your Social Security benefit at full retirement age, but your benefit can grow past 100%. So you're first eligible at 62, then you hit your full retirement age between, let's say, 66 or 67, and then the maximum Social Security benefit kicks in when you turn age 70. So with all that said, if you're going to be in good health and enjoy your work, it might be wise to move to keep working until you're 70. Whether that's actually a, an appropriate decision depends on your unique goals for retirement. But really looking at your Social Security strategy, Tony, looking at your spousal benefits, your survivor benefits, your um uh, all of that, your full retirement age, when you want to uh, work, when do you want to retire, all of this has to get calculated into one final report. And that's, we'll talk about it here uh, in the next segment, but that's the Social Security Maximization Report. And that report is going to be critical. As I said in the beginning, maximizing and getting a good Social Security strategy is going to be the foundational piece to any retirement income plan. Yeah. And it does seem like more people are interested in working longer. So, how does a person's benefit increase if they keep going to the office even after they've reached their full retirement age? Well, for each year after your full retirement age that a person delays filing for Social Security uh, until age 70, their benefit increases by, and get this, their benefits increase by 8%. According to the AARP maximum Social Security benefit, the most a person filing for Social Security in 2020 at age 70 can receive as much as $3,790 per month. 
So there's one caveat there that some of our listeners should be aware of. You must have fully qualified for Social Security before your full retirement age to be eligible for this increase. That means you'll have to have worked and paid in a Social Security tax for at least 10 years or 40 quarters. If you're still in the process of qualifying for Social Security after you've reached FRA, then you don't qualify for that increase. So, you know, it's just going to depend on if you qualify qualify for the increase or not based on the 10 years that you have eligible prior to full retirement age. So again, more of a calculation and more of an independent uh, situation. Everybody's situation obviously is different. But the point, I think the takeaway here, Tony, is that, you know, let's not just assume that we we have all the, uh, the you know, the, the best uh, choices uh, until we've really explored all the options. And then we can explore the options. Everybody's situation is different. Some people are widowed. Some people have been remarried. Some people are single. You know, we've got all of these different scenarios. And so we just want to make sure that we maximize our Social Security strategy so we can in turn maximize our retirement income plan. Right. Uh, There you go. And I think that's really great advice. Now, our time is up for this first segment. Is there anything else you want to add before we take a quick break? Well, I just want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. Uh, We really appreciate our radio audience. You know, we do our retirement workshops every month and uh, it's it's not uncommon for, you know, we always to have uh, eight or 10 couples in our workshop that have uh, that are you know, listeners of our show. So we really appreciate y'all coming out. So if you are tuned in and, and, uh, you have been listening to the show and you'd like to, you'd like to, um, come to one of our retirement workshops or come into the office to get a second opinion on your retirement plan. We really encourage you to take advantage of this special offer. You've been listening to our shows and advice on getting your finances in order and creating a retirement income plan that will last. Now is the time to take advantage of our special offer. This is Anthony Kinjemi with Crescent City Retirement Group, and we're now offering our three-step retirement planning process at no cost and a $100 gift card to the restaurant of your choice upon completion of the planning process. Call Crescent City Retirement Group within the next 20 minutes at 504-828-2171. That number again is 504-828-2171. And welcome back to Retirement Keys. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is here, the man with the plan, Anthony Kinjemi. And Anthony, during today's show, you've been talking about some of the key Social Security rules and options that people nearing their full retirement age, or FRA, might benefit from. And I think it's been a great conversation so far. What do you have next for us? Well, another element of Social Security, Tony, that our listeners should note is that your lifetime benefit doesn't change based on timing. Uh, As the Motley Fool uh, article pointed out, a title article was six Social Security rules you know, you should know by heart, explains whether you file for Social Security early or right at the end of your window, uh, your lifetime benefit may work out to be similar. Uh, The system is designed 
that way so that if you begin receiving your benefits when you're 62, you'll get a longer series of smaller payments. And on the flip side of that, if you begin taking your benefit at 70, you'll get fewer payments, but they'll be larger. Uh, that means if you have a clear reason to file Social Security on the early side due to something like a job loss or your health, you can go ahead and do it without feeling like you're making a big financial mistake or leaving a pot of money sitting out there on the table unclaimed. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's really the situation can be different uh, based on uh, your work history or your, um, you know, if you've been downsized, lost a job, or if your health changes, there's all these different scenarios that can take place. But we really want to look at life expectancy and really want to make a good choice here because, you know, you really can leave money on the table if you're going to live the life expectancy uh, if you don't make a good choice. Right. And I think that's a really good point and a good breakdown there. The total is similar, but the monthly payments vary depending on when you file. And I can remember that. That's a good thing to know. Well, yeah. And another critical piece of the Social Security puzzle, Tony, is that if you qualify for Social Security, your spouse of at least one year uh, can base their claim on your earnings history. The amount your spouse receives will be either what your spouse earned from working or up to one half of your benefit at your full retirement age, whichever is higher. Any spousal benefits don't change the monthly amount that you receive. And, you know, we get that question a lot. A lot of times we'll have a, you know, a, a, a someone drawing off of an ex-spouse and they're concerned, well, is that going to uh, affect, you know, the, the ex-spouse or will that, uh, you know, affect anyone? And the answer is no. So, uh, you know, you're not going to be uh, hurting anyone by drawing off of them. Right. Uh, we just want to make sure that uh, we're, we're, we're utilizing the best strategy. You know, I had a, a client in my office just the other day. And um, her ex-spouse had passed away just recently, and he had been remarried, and he had passed away, and they had been separated, divorced for a little over 20 years. And um, and her Social Security benefit went up by $500 a month, uh, you know, it, so and it doesn't affect uh, his, the new spouse. It doesn't affect anybody. It's just the fact that she qualified for his benefit uh, long ago as a survivor benefit once he were to pass away. So we just you just want to make sure that you employ all of the strategies available to you, because a lot of times it can mean uh, extra money in your pocket. Right. And we all want that. I mean, we, we all want extra money in the pocket. Uh, one thing regarding Social Security, while we're on this topic, something I've always been curious about is if there's any flexibility if a person files for Social Security. Maybe we have somebody listening out there who just recently filed, but now that he hears what we're talking about, might have a bit of buyer's remorse or, or say, hey, can I undo what I did? Do you have any insight into that? Well, I think I do, Tony. If you file your Social Security but then receive the kind of job offer that you just can't say no to, you do have options to a point. The Social Security Administration does allow you to withdraw your application within 12 months of filing. However, there are three key points within this policy that our listeners should be aware of. Well, yeah, and there's always a catch, <laughs> or I guess in this case, three catches. So what are they? Well, the first thing to be aware of is that when you withdraw, 
you have to repay any money that you or anyone in your family received from the Social Security application. So you've got to pay the money back. Next, any family member who received benefits based on your earnings record, which usually means your spouse has agreed to withdraw in writing. And finally, you can only do it once. You can't withdraw, refile late at a later date and then withdraw again. So there are some rules, but the first primary thing is if you have started and filed within the last 12 months, just know that if we're willing to pay the funds back that we might have received and our spouse or someone else would pay back any benefit they might have received from us filing, you know, we can undo it if, if, it, if it seems like it would make sense to do. Right. There you go. So it's good to know that there are uh, options. So you can only play that withdrawal card once, right? Uh, that's, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, one more thing that people should be aware of is that even though there isn't a magic recipe to significantly increasing your monthly payment, you can educate yourself by how the benefit formula works so that you can use the knowledge to your advantage. Uh, we mentioned earlier that your Social Security payment at full retirement age is based on your highest 35 years of salaries and that if you don't work for 35 years, those missing years are calculated at zero. If you're in that situation, you can focus on filing in those zero years with working years. That will increase your averages and increase your monthly payment. And if you're if you put in 35 years of work, you can increase your average monthly payment by simply continuing to work. Uh, this might be especially valuable if you're currently earning a higher salary relative to the rest of your career because it will drop some of those lower earning years out of the formula and plug in your higher earning years. So, you know, when we get these Social Security reports, Tony, and we're looking at the, the earnings, you know, a lot of times it makes sense, especially in a lot of cases, people are earning more money in the later years uh, from their careers. And so dropping off one or two really low years and replacing it with the higher years can make a significant difference in the amount of income they, they uh, are able to draw out. Well, yeah, I think that's really important. And I'm glad we're talking about some of these social security rules and quirks uh, that our listeners need to be aware of. So what's next? Well, it's been a great conversation so far, Tony, and I recently read an article from the CNBC uh, titled Costs Have Skyrocketed for Retirees. Uh, here's why Social Security benefits aren't keeping up. Uh, that I think nicely reinforces the idea that as much as possible, Social Security shouldn't be your entire retirement strategy. It should instead just be a part of your robust overall retirement strategy. And as I said earlier, I believe that, you know, obviously Social Security plays a big role in your retirement income plan. I even believe it's the foundational piece of any retirement income plan, but it's just a piece of it. It shouldn't be the whole thing. And we should have other streams of income, or at least it would be nice to have additional streams of income on top of Social Security and having things structured out uh, in a very uh, actuarial uh, uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the concept of making sure Social Security doesn't make up your entire retirement strategy, uh, that's important. And that's something I have heard before. So I'm eager to hear what you have to say on this one. 
Well, as the article notes, costs for retirees are rising rapidly, and Social Security costs of living adjustments haven't kept up with those rising expenses. For example, a person who retired in 2000 would have seen their average Social Security payment increase from $816 in 2000 to about $1,246 in uh, 2020. That's 10 years. I'm sorry, that's 20 years in 2000, $816 to 2020, 20 years later, to just only 1246 bucks. And while an increase allow, uh, always sounds good, a deeper look reveals that that to have adequately kept up with expenses, the payment would have had to jump from 816 to 1626. So another almost $400 a month to adequately keep up with expenses and inflation, Tony. Right. There you go. Well, you know what? We've covered a lot, but we're out of time for today's show, Anthony. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know one more time how they can get a hold of you and about that special offer you have? Absolutely. Well, just again, thanks so much for joining us. You know, you can always reach us at Crescent City Retirement Group, CrescentCityRetirementGroup.com, or call our office at 504-828-2171. We have on the North Shore coming up here in September, uh, we will be at New Valaris, which uh, we have four dates at New Valaris. So if you're anywhere on the North Shore, by all means, call Katie or call one of the ladies in the office. Schedule some time to come out and uh, see us at the uh, at our retirement workshop. The meal is delicious. It's all complimentary. We love our radio audience to uh, participate. So we really hope that if you um, if you're available anytime in September uh, to come out to one of these retirement dates, please call the office. And I'd just like to thank you for joining us uh, this Sunday morning. And I do have a special offer uh, for those of you listening this morning. You've been listening to our shows and advice on getting your finances in order and creating a retirement income plan that will last. Now is the time to take advantage of our special offer. This is Anthony Kinjemi of Crescent City Retirement Group, and we're now offering a complimentary gourmet dinner and retirement planning workshop, the five keys to a stress-free retirement. This is one workshop you won't want to miss. Call in the next 20 minutes for this no-cost offer. Seating is limited. Call Crescent City Retirement Group within the next 20 minutes at 504-828-2171. That number again is 504-828-2171. Thank you for listening to Retirement Keys. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Anthony Kinjemi at Crescent City Retirement Group. Call 504 828 2171 or visit the website at crescentcityretirement.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Anthony Kinjemi and Crescent City Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.